space and then start writing well i would say if you need to do so much to start doing something it's not something you authentically want to do again you're attached to the result don't do it you are listening to the spicy chai podcast i'm your host marok imtiaz and i'm on a journey to create inspiring helpful and meaningful content This podcast is not going to showcase high-profile individuals spouting hollow advice like find your passion or hustle harder. Instead, my mission is to bring you the voices of people who are just a bit ahead of you. People you can relate to and the people who will inspire you to put your own voice out there. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Hello, so this is part 2 of the episode from Siddhant. If you want to watch part 1, well, when I say watch, I mean listen because obviously this is a podcast. But anywho, so if you want to listen to part 1, please go down in the show notes and you'll see the link. In part 1, we speak about purpose and knowing when to transition into full-time entrepreneurship. We talk about self-awareness and how we as entrepreneurs or content creators or side hustlers can really figure out why we're doing what we're doing. and really how we can go about getting some of the basic content creation skills. The episodes are not related, so you can listen to just part 2 or just part 1, but if you need more context on the guest Siddhant uh and hear more about our friendship cuz why won't you want to know about that, right? Then go back to part 1 and listen to that. But anywho, hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you again for listening. Back to the episode. Bye. I've noticed it myself. So the last article I wrote about uh, losing a lot of money and all that—I yes. don't know if you, I, I think I read that. Yes, I wrote that in three hours, and wow. I didn't write that because I thought I'm going to write it. I just read. Yeah, I was reading a book by Scott Ofer, Old Ford. It's called The Nuclear Effect. Okay, and one key thing that he said was your biggest advantage is not that you have. Uh, a lot of money or something your biggest advantage is that your unfair advantage you can find it through seven things and one of those things was your life experiences no one else on earth has the exact same life experiences as you so find out three life experiences you have other few things are skills and uh, I'm, i'm not really sure if i remember the rest but there was experience there was skills there was uh, I'm not really sure about the list, but experience yeah. part. So this was one of the experiences that I felt. Wow, this is actually really good. This is a way for me to find my authentic self. I used to always think that I do not have a story. Oh my God, Warren Buffett went through so much. Oprah went through so much. My God, these guys have gone through so much. I used to think, shit, man. Ha- I almost was feeling like I wish I had gone through so much pain so that I could be the greatest in the world. I wish I wish I was an orphan like Steve Jobs. I was almost in that trap. And I believe a lot of people are because they say, well, they have gone through so much sufferings that is why they're successful. And that's when I yeah. start diving into my own thing like That's okay. incredible. Incre- do you, do you mind sharing bits of that story and then how how you kind of went past that? Cuz I mean, I've read it, share? but it'd be it'd yeah. be great. Of course. Yeah. So, again, during this process I was trying to think what are the three experiences that I have then I my mind instead keeps thinking about this experience because as an 18 year old it's heartbreaking it's it's mind boggling so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that 
So I was 18 years old. I was having lunch with my best friend back then. And uh, all I wanted to do was make a lot of money. And I think it was after the first year of college. Uh, I was 19, 18. I don't even remember the date exactly. And uh, I was having lunch. And it was after, yeah, I think it was after I dropped out of college. Yeah. And what had happened was after dropping out, my main focus was on making more money than I would have had I continued college. So anything that would work was okay with me. I'm like, great, let's try it. Because I'm open to trying new things, right? Always. That's my favorite thing to do. Like dropping out of college. New thing that I tried. So, you know, just, just random this. things that yeah, everyday people random. do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. just stuff. <laughs> uh, having a new flavor of ice cream, dropping out of college, burning a lot of money, stocks. <laughs> Not telling your anyway. parents about it, you know. <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chill everyday things. So this happened. The, uh, my friend was like, okay, my dad is a great trader. He's looking for really hardworking, skilled people to work together with. I'm like, great. I'm hardworking. I'm skilled. Let's do this. You know, the typical thing you fall into but he was 18 as well i don't think he was trying to get me into something and anyway so i started speaking with his father we had already spoken before his father was nice to me and uh, we decided on a deal which was he would share 40 percent of the total profits that we make and right now i think that was the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals but back then i'm like okay i don't want to be greedy 40 percent school right I'm like fine we'll do 40 percent how do we start he said, arrange 5 lakh rupees. I don't know how much that is, but that is a shit ton of money. Especially for an 18-year-old kid from a middle-class family who's... That, that, that is actually a shit ton of money for anybody in India. Especially an 18-year-old kid in a middle-class family. So I somehow managed to convince my dad, who is a typical Indian dad, who would destroy your happiness if you were half an hour late from a party. Of course. And that dad, I managed to get some money because he's a loving dad after all he was he doesn't hate me they love us somehow yeah (laughs) they do that happened we started trading the first few months of fine a few months down the line however my uncle made a request to me he was like hey so it's it's my best friend's birthday let's buy an iphone i'm like why the hell not what's the big deal it costs what 70 80 thousand it's easy you make a couple big trades we'll do it so before i get into what happened after this the entire journey, as an afterthought, back then what happened was, so this this ran on a profit-sharing basis, basis, all right? So whenever we made a profit, he would share from that. And the other term that we signed together or verbally signed together was that he would also share the losses, which never happened. Right. And as an 18-year-old kid, I do not know how to fight off a 50-year-old man. What do you want to raise my voice against that? I can drop out of college but I'm still not ready to raise my voice to somebody who calls me his son. Like, right. fine. I, I, I don't think he's, he's doing anything wrong by me. Maybe that is the way business is done. I didn't feel right here. This, my, my heart wasn't happy. I always knew something was fishy. This is not right. This is not how it's supposed to happen. Continue. Then came the dreaded day. We, we, to buy this iPhone, we made a few heavy deals. So you can take some margin from the broker. I took a lot of margin. I took a lot of extra cre- credit. Then I traded. All of them failed. All of them failed. Wow. So for a month, 
I could hold them, but beyond that, I was required to get another two lakhs in cash to inject into it. And now I know it's it's a normal practice. I think in a way for people who are fifty, it's a normal practice. I get it because they have surplus amounts of cash. But for an eighteen-year-old old with no other sources of income, that is no, no, a strict no, no. It's impossible for me to do that. And he was like, "Well, if you can't do that, you're not the right person for the share market." I'm like, wow, that sucks. Then that was the first time I raised my voice on him. Like, how dare you? Our blah blah blah. What should happen? Never spoke to him. I was left with. I was back to my original money, which is five lakh bucks, and I had made enough money to be able to buy an apartment. Imagine I traded five lakhs to enough money to be able to buy an apartment. And I'm grateful to him. He he trained me how to do that. He helped me. He walked me through it. But then he's also the one who brought me down. So. And you're grateful for, for that too, because I mean, you are where you are yeah. because of that experience. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. For a long time, I blamed him for that, but then yeah. I realized if that didn't happen, I would have been a different person. Maybe I wouldn't have had self-awareness, which I'm really proud of. Right. So again, with that five lakh left, I could have left, but I had to act smart. I w- I made some emotional trades. So, if anybody's an avid trader, they know emotions, and not the market is your worst enemy. If you make emotional trades, you're out. You need to have a lot of patience, a lot of holding capacity, and a lot of other stuff, which I didn't uh, back then. And I lost all that money. It went down to zero, and I was I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. Another thing, I couldn't tell my parents. Right back then, that's and no that's the else. thing. You were doing doing all these gutsy things by yourself, and yeah. also in the world's eyes failing with all these gutsy things so yeah. you know it's like you're, you're just kind of constantly going and i really like what you said like your experiences are what make your story and i didn't i didn't know about this about you until like i read the article and this is such a major part of your experience like you know and yeah. it does make you you and we in in like social media world you always say you you are your niche you are your niche like you know um your stories your experiences is what people will relate to but yeah. so often we're so scared to put like the worst part of our lives like i mean yeah. i mean you know you haven't put this out before but now you're like hey at 18 year old i was making a lot of money and then i got broke and then I have to figure my life out. And nobody really, I, and I wasn't even going towards a college degree. So things were shit. And yeah. but it's so hard putting that out there, especially when you're still in the journey, right? It's not like, yeah. like you know, you're a multimillionaire right now. And you're like, now I'm going to share my struggles. You're still exactly. in the middle of your journey going about that. So that was how do you, exactly. How do you, how do you get the courage to continue sharing when you, you, when you're still in the middle of your journey, like when you're like creating content? <laughs> Or like you I know, don't know. Doing yeah. <laughs> five second rule. <laughs> yeah, five, four, three. So I'm not even kidding, Maro. Yeah. That is, that is, so powerful. Don't let your brain, don't let your mind to dominate your heart. Yeah, and for those that don't know, five five second rule is just literally all you say is five, four, three, two, one, and you do the action. You yep. don't you don't think you don't do you just. And it's by Mel. I think Mel Robbins wrote a lot about that. I don't know if that's her rule or not, but not sure, yes, not sure. Mel Robbins wrote a lot about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so that that's very interesting. And I do want to touch a bit more on the Instagram piece because I know you have quite a bit of a following there. Um, you talked about your funny YouTube videos, and that really kind of got your minds turning towards okay, this is fun. This is something I can do. 
when you started off on Instagram and now I see like, you know, from your beginning post to now there's like a difference in terms of like how much editing you do and all of that. And you, again, you've built following because of the quality of your content and again, the quantity as well. For someone starting off on Instagram first, is that is that a platform that they should use versus other platforms and when they're starting out now? And second, um, how ca- if it is a platform of choice, how can they continue to build when it is starting to get be one of the saturated markets? Well, to be honest, it's not really saturated. People say YouTube is saturated. It's not that's really. That's so true. Very fair. Yeah. There's, there's no market that's saturated right now. That's the first thing. To figure out the platform, you need to figure out what you want to do. Your niche, right? So as a simple rule, if you're on B2B, LinkedIn is go-to. Right? That's, that's yeah. very simple. If you're on B2B, just go to LinkedIn. Now, in B2C, if your focus is on more of entertainment-based content, I think Instagram or TikTok is your way to go. If you're more educational, long-form educational, like you want to really delve into the depths of it, YouTube is your way to go. Now, whether you want to make videos or whether you want to write, that's a personal choice. If you want to write, you can go on Medium. You can be a writer on Medium and LinkedIn as well. So that's that's basically how you decide. But beyond that, you go to look at, yeah, you, you pretty much go to look at what kind of content you're willing to make. I wouldn't say Instagram is the best one for long form content yet. Right. So short content, Instagram, TikTok, long videos, YouTube, and B2B stuff, LinkedIn. And what none be, of it is saturated. Right. What would be one of some of your tips to like grow that Instagram following? If you're number one, don't do what I did initially. Do not buy followers. It fucks your account. Right. I had to do that. I was like, Again, I, I like making these decisions and uh, not listening to what other people say. So I tried buy, buying followers, seeing, okay, maybe people don't want to talk about it. So I tried buying them. Sucks. Fucks engagement. Had to remove all of them. So don't do that. Number two, you're going to post at least 50 to 100 pieces of content before you even know what works before you even have an idea of what works. There is no set in stone rule that will tell you what works. Otherwise, otherwise there would be no new viral videos, right. right? There is no rule of what works. You can understand, look at other people. And a lot of people say emulate, but I don't even think emulating is the best practice because if you're emulating, you're not being authentic to yourself in a lot of ways. How so? Because if you're emulating what, what your brain or what my brain at least tended to was, it made me copy their design, copy their elements and just write my words or just, just put in my words. And that's not authentic. Just come up with something, come up with something crappy. All right. Design your MVP. So uh, I'm also making a course, a business course for this, how to start things. And in that, there's a section which says design your MVP. So let's say minimum viable a- product, right? Yes. Yeah, minimum Just making sure product. people understand. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No, I'll go, so, yeah. If, so if you have to design a car, you don't, your MVP wouldn't be a car without an engine. It's hmm, the better way to put it would be design your product based on the use case. What is my use case? I want to take my customer or my viewer from point A to point B as a car manufacturer, right? So what's the simplest way to do that? I'll first design a skateboard. It'll take my 
person from point A to point B. Then he'll have a handle. He can change directions. Then he'll make it a bicycle. He can. He does not have to use his uh, feet to run anymore. He can just paddle. Then I can add a motor to it. It becomes a bicycle. And then I'll add two more wheels to it, or maybe a hood to it, and then it becomes a car. What most people try to do is they start by trying to make it a car. I want the video equipment. I want a lot of money. I want the most expensive microphone. Do not need all of that. First, find out your style. Find out what it is that you can provide people. What is what is your way to contribute? And right. then improve. Maybe buy a better microphone initially. Right. Then and maybe spend on self care and stuff like that. So if we were to like simplify this in like pure social media terms, let's say I'm someone who wants to uh, motivate people in the fitness industry. So mm-hmm. for me, that would be my A to B. Like I want people to feel motivated after my content and then create content yeah. around that. Like, is that what it would look like? Like, how would you break Something it like down? That. Hi, me again. I absolutely love this concept of minimum viable product. Basically, what Siddhant is saying, figure out the minimum thing, the least thing that you need to do to get started. That's why I love the idea of going from A to B. You don't have to build a car. You can start off with a scooter and then add things to it. And just like he said, that's how it applies to content creation as well. You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need editing software skills. First, just create content on your phone and then keep adding to it. And using his example, eventually you will get to that car. All right, back to the interview. Something like that. Again, first, again, self-awareness. Who are you? What's your story? Now, start sharing that. Start talking about it. And then, again, your use cases that you want people to feel more motivated. Now, there are two ways to do it. Number one would be the typical way, which, which everyone, what everyone does. See a lot of YouTube videos, see how editing is done, buy a lot of expensive software, buy a lot of expensive equipment. Right. And, cameras. Uh, yeah. Cameras, buy the Envato subscription. Okay. Bullshit is, is not needed. First, check whether you even enjoy this process. If you're not even if you're in this for the glam or if you actually enjoy this process, actually engage with the community. Put out just a simple video made in front of the wall. India's one of India's biggest YouTuber. He's called BBK Wines. All right. He started making videos from a hundred dollar phone. Hundred dollar phone. Can you believe that? That's all he had. A hundred dollar phone and an internet connection. Right. People say, oh my God, I have the old MacBook. I cannot edit videos. Shit. He had a I've heard that too. Phone. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I, I don't have Adobe Premiere Pro. I can't edit this. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, well, you have so many other softwares. Or sometimes you want to see even apps like TikTok, Reels. Like everything's kind of really available. Um, that is yeah. something that I've heard again and again. It's so important to just record, especially in the beginning stages. Like you're. Yeah. First, if you hundred, like just put stuff out there. Um, another thing I think Gary Vaynerchuk says a lot is document rather than create. Like mm-hmm. just document your experiences. Like we spoke about that earlier. Like talk about your own story. People resonate with yeah. that. It sounds more authentic. Um, but no, this is this has honestly been a great great conversation, and I know people will get a lot out of this. Uh, I do have one last question before. Um, what is one thing you would tell your younger self? when you were starting to create content, putting yourself out there? Stick with it a little longer. Got it. So just stick my, with One it. of my biggest problems is I quit too soon with things. 
That's fair. Just before I'm about to get somewhere, I quit. That's self-awareness. That's yeah. some self-awareness. Well, that 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 is it. Then stick longer. Well, and just want to thank you again, Satan, for being on this. For those of you who have subscribed already, thank you so much. For those who haven't, hello again. So I forgot to ask Satan where we could find him. So you could head over to his website, SiddhantKishore.com. It's available in the show notes, but I want to make sure I give it a shout out here as well. All right, back to the episode. Please click the subscribe button and um, I will see you soon. All right. Thanks, Marok. It was a great chat. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to Spicy Chai. I really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast, The Obvious. And if you want to learn more, head over to marukimthias.com. And until next time, my friend, hit the record button or, you know, the publish. Lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful. Beautiful.